Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Hey there again, everyone, and welcome to the People in Places Extra Podcast. I'm Ken Watlington from WNCT nine on your side. All July long, we're talking about craft beer in Eastern North Carolina, part of our Brew to You tour. If you haven't seen the segments that are part of the People in Places franchise on WNCT, go to our website, wnct.com, and you can find all of the previous stories we've done in video form. This podcast, however, is an extension of those franchise stories where we get to go a little more in depth with the people uh, across Eastern North Carolina. They're just so fascinating. And throughout the month of July, we're talking beer. And this week we're going to New Bern, one of the most historic cities in all of North Carolina, the first state capital in the Tar Heel state, but they didn't get their first craft brewery until 2015. And when that place opened, it was tiny. We're talking 400 square feet of space total. The brew house, the little tap room, any storage, cooling spaces. I mean, a tiny place. And it was called Brewery 99, and it really caught on. People in New Bern and the surrounding Craven County area really took a liking to this place and what Pete Fry, the owner and the operator, was doing. Eventually, the success allowed them to move to a different space a couple of blocks away outside of downtown New Bern along Pollock Street, where they've been brewing their beer there for the last couple of years. But just about two months ago, they opened a new tap room and a huge courtyard area, and they're really excited about the future. Here's my conversation with Pete Fry from Brewery 99. May 1st was our opening day for the tap room, uh, yet we've been brewing here for almost two years. And you own this building? Yes, we do. And when you bought it, there was a lot of work you had to do. Yes. It was barely visible from the street. It was overgrown. Uh, the roof was caved in. There were actually trees growing through the old roof. It was full of mud. Uh, it was, I think most people might have torn it down, but we saw value in it and we needed a place to go. There wasn't anything like this downtown for sale that we could afford. So. It, so, all, it all made sense. And you did a lot of the work yourself? Yes. Yes, uh, we got the permits, the building permits from the city, and it was, you know, just under enough, $30,000, I thought it was, think of something like that, they allow you to be your own contractor. Back in 2015, you opened over on Broad Street, and we're talking maybe, building-wise, one of the tiniest breweries in North Carolina. Yes, it might have been the smallest in North Carolina. And... It was successful enough that allowed you to move here, and now you have even more expansion plans yes. down the road. Yeah, the original business plan was to brew 12 barrels a year, one barrel a month. We're doing 16 to 20 a month here, um, and we're coming up on 500 barrels. We're come, getting close to brewing our 500th barrel, which is a, equivalent to about 135,000 beers. It's almost, it's three or four for everybody in the county. Does that kind of blow your mind sometimes to think about where you've come from yeah, in just I six years? I would have never believed it if you told me that, that that's what was going to happen. When did your love for, for craft beer start? At a very young age, my family uh, originates from a Wisconsin, so it's a beer-soaked culture, and beer was just part of everything we did. It was, it was there. It was, it, you know, when I moved here 22 years ago, it was a dirty word 
down here in the, the Bible about, you know, alcohol or beer, hush hush. So uh, that was the nece- that's where the nece- necessity really uh, started by the, I know I needed a good beer. So you had to do it yourself? Mm-hmm. How did you end up down in, in Newburgh? I thought it'd be a good idea to live on a boat because I like to travel. So, and it just seemed like a, a great idea. You know, live on a boat and then when you want to go somewhere, you just untie the dock lines and go. You don't have to find a hotel room or pack your bags or it, you just, it just seemed like a good idea. So I, got, I bought a car. I'd been a snowboard bum out in Utah and I just bought a car and started driving to Florida. I, didn't, I made it to North Carolina and um, fell in love with the place. What is it about Newburgh that you love? The history or, or, that, or the future? I do love the history. They're the, As a matter of fact, right behind you in that graveyard, the son of, one, of America's very first beer brewer is buried in there, Benjamin Fordham. Really? Of Fordham and Dominion, yeah, which is still in operation today in Delaware. But he, he was sent over in sep, early 1700s to brew beer in Annapolis. His son ended up finishing up his life in Craven County, and he's buried right there in that graveyard. What are the odds that, that, that within 20 feet, 30 mm-hmm. feet, that's, mm-hmm. that's wild. But yeah, there's, there's, there, besides that though, there's living history that, you know, you, you meet people that have been here for generations yeah. and generations and I've traveled a lot and I've never been in a place like that where you meet the people that, you know, started all these things. Yeah, and then they've just come up generation through mm-hmm. generation, they're still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to take you back to 2008 or so uh, you get a job at a startup brewery in Kinston, and, and now that brewery uh, is pretty well known, Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. What did you learn in your time there? The biggest thing I to, learned to was what I, what I didn't want to do. And I learned what I wanted to do, and that is be right here and serve the beer. We don't, we don't bottle or can our beers. They're all right here at this bar. I get to see you drink it. And have a conversation with you and meet you, and that that was my that's my favorite part of brewing, is the people. There's no middleman. We do have five accounts. Uh, a couple of restaurants in town have our beers. Well, that's awesome. But, I mean, that, but still, you're not yeah. you're not going to be on a grocery store shelf or in Sam's Club or something like that. Maybe, but th- that that was my least favorite thing to do was yeah. package beer. Bottling beer is just uh, monotonous, tedious. I didn't, just didn't like yeah. bottling, but I really like being right here at the bar. Did you learn anything about brewing while you yeah, were there? That, yeah, that... Well, it was, um, I was hired after the head brewer to assist him, and I was involved in everything that they did, from brewing to packaging, kegging beer, delivering beer, um, pouring beer. Just, I, I, got, I learned a lot. I was involved in every aspect, the barrel aging program, um, I got there at the tail end of the construction, so I got to see the draft lines being put in and the, the cooling lines, I, I, and I got to work with brand new state-of-the-art equipment. They spared no expense, yeah. so that, that was really special too. Were you it, there when they were uh, trying to figure out their homegrown recipe, the, the, the tomato-based? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, was the, I, I, I was there when they brewed the first batch of it. What, what's your thoughts on that? Because that's unique. Yeah. Um, it's tough for the brewers because the, the seeds can get stuck in heat exchangers, things like that. So um, I like it. I think um, it could all easily also be done just adding 
tomato juice to your beer. Right. I mean, it's the tomato, simple. it is kind of a delicate flavor. Yeah. And when you put it, too much heat to it, it changes. Earlier, we were talking about uh, maybe changing people's perception of, of beer and craft breweries here in New Bern. And, and sometimes people are a little ignorant, not in a bad way. They just don't know what it is and, and, and the heart and soul people like you pour into businesses like this. How do you change that? How do you get people to, to, to come by, try you out, and to become lifelong customers? I think there's, there's a lot of ways to answer that question. Um, we do get a lot of curious people that are wondering, like, what is this? What, what are these things? We offer free samples. You can try all these beers, free sample, and figure out what you like. Um, we, ask, we can ask them questions. You can say, you know, what, do you like beer? What beer is in your refrigerator? And that's a good starting yeah. point. Um, we've got uh, some literature we pass out to our um, accounts around town, website, social media, try to make it look fun and interesting. And um, we don't, I don't know, it's, it's done right here. You, you, they come to us and we can educate them. That's about it. I mean, it's got to be a good feeling to walk into that building, brew beer, come out here to serve it to someone and see them smile and enjoy their yeah. time themselves. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation, get to know them, introduce, they, the people make friends. They're always making friends here. Yeah. And the pandemic uh, put a strain on a lot of businesses. But I heard you telling someone recently that uh, you guys kind of thrived. We did. How? We uh, we took the first two weeks of the pandemic and just closed down. And we I have six wonderful employees, and we just talked and talked and talked and tried to come up with a plan. And we had just ordered a bunch a big shipment of growlers um, that, that showed up right then, and we just started doing growler sales over the fence. People could drive through, and uh, then we slowly. Uh, we put up a great big tent out in front of our tap room and built an outdoor bar and people just started coming in as the restrictions were lifted and we found ourselves brewing more and more and more and more beer and um, that's that's like we survived I think because people people supported us they came in and bought the growlers and they drank they drank the beer and they they told, they told us in that way that they wanted us to stay. And I'm sure they told other people who then tried yeah. it who told mm -hmm. other people, then they would come and try yeah, it. So the word really, of mouth, I guess, helped. We survived because of our, our customers. Thanks, customers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the name Brewery 99, I read uh, an article about you uh, a couple years ago, and there's uh, a, a couple of different ways that the name applies uh, in your life. Uh, can you talk about that? Well, when you start off the paperwork to manufacture alcohol as a brewery, one of the first questions that you have to answer is the, the name of your business. And luckily, I already had a name. I had named my kitchen, my homebrew kitchen, Brewery 99, just because it was my lucky number. I was born on 99. I moved here in 1999. This happens to be the 99th brewery in North Carolina. There's just a lot of um, coincidences with that number. and. We have a Love Potion number 99 beer that we brew. Uh, it just had to be. Yeah, used. yeah, it was it was too good. I, uh, it's, I like the text of it. Yeah. The, it's it's just uh, simple, 
it worked. I knew I knew right away what the name was. You know, when I was doing the paperwork, yeah. I knew right away. You mentioned being the first brewery in Craven County. How how does that make you feel as a business uh, and and a and a craft beer industry that's growing to be the first one in in one of the larger counties in Eastern North Carolina? I'm amazed it didn't happen sooner. I don't, uh, the, the amazing part is that it took that long for Craven County to to get a brewery. Just I don't, I, I'm kind of puzzled by it. But here you are. Yes. Do you, do you think others will join you down the road? Yeah, I think that uh, there's a couple down the street that are in the process of getting ready to brew their first beer. There's one in James. There's two in James City. Really? Yep. Uh, Brewtopia and um, the Garage. So they're doing their own stuff. Now. Yeah. Brewtopia was the second brewery. They okay. they opened up right after I did. Okay. 2016, I think. Part of the name Brewery 99 was the fact that you were the 99th brewery in North Carolina. Now there's over 400, I think, close to 500. Well, we had the name, but when 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 we got all our paperwork from the ABC, you know, it was like, wow, well, look at that, you know, what a coincidence yeah. again. How's uh-huh. it make you, how's it make you feel though to go from when you opened there were you know less than 100 to now, I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're popping up all over. Might the be place. 300 now yeah. in North Carolina. Do you see the business continuing to thrive, or do you think there's going to be maybe be a cap at some point? Well, I've I've read a lot of history on breweries, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tricky business. A lot of breweries overextend themselves yeah. with uh, too much capital investment, and then if just a slight tick in the market can destroy them. So we are very cautious. Makes really slow steps. Hopefully we can you know this will go on long after I'm gone and now there's plans for expansion uh, pretty pretty close by to the building just across the parking yeah we um, ended up acquiring this land right next door to us and we're, we have uh, the city right now has the plans on their desk to approve for our uh, it's a it's a site plan approval process we're in to build a 2,500 square foot tap room with a small bakery right next door and this will go back to being a brewery so you're going to have a 2,500-foot tap room eventually, whereas six years ago, how big was your entire facility? 400 square feet. That's well, amazing. Yeah, but in that 400 square feet, there was a there was a bathroom and a walk-in cooler. So really, the the usable space was even less than that. It you have to pinch yourself sometimes that it's that has grown. Yeah, and and I have I have we have the, like the greatest team. Everybody here just just does an incredible job. To, to, from brewing, packaging, bartending, we, we have a lot of fun, and uh, I really owe it to them. Let me ask you a little bit about them. Uh, you said you got six people who work yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, have a lot of them been around the whole time? Have they kind of come in in the process? My father is the, is the business manager, and it w- we wouldn't be here without him. He w- is really good at paperwork. So he moved, when he moved here, I was in the process of doing this and I had stacks of paperwork you know yeah. ABC the, the, it, just all kinds of stuff and he just came in and picked them all up made one big pile and the next day everything was going and in the mail and our, we were getting our licenses and our bonds and uh, so yeah my dad he's and he still puts in 40 to 60 hours a month he does inventory payroll wow. um, orders things a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, Danielle Shaw, she's an assistant brewer. She's going on three years here. 
she can do she does everything and social media and uh, she's really good with the paperwork and the bookkeeping and the record keeping and logs and yeah. um, assistant brewer Nathan Soldier he just yesterday got to that point where he can do every, almost everything brewing packaging so we and so now there's three of us that can do all the the labor we have the business manager and then we have two dedicated uh, we call them taproom heroes they they can come in here this place can be full of people jam-packed thousands of people they can serve a thousand beers by themselves no problem yeah. Alyssa and Duncan are the dedicated taproom heroes and chief optimists chief optimists yeah they're, they're just happy to do anything you know that's that if, there, if there's a problem and I'm like this they're like okay we'll, we'll take care of it they're just they're they're, they're really good that's, that's got to feel awesome good for you team. yeah they are awesome I'm guessing you have your neighborhood regulars your people here in Newburn who come by maybe mm -hmm. every weekend yeah. or, or quite mm -hmm. often uh, are you seeing more and more people tourists visitors people driving to the beach maybe stopping by we get a lot of tourists we a, a ton of tourists it's it's uh, probably 50% of our business and on top of that People come, this happens a lot. This happens a couple times a month. People come in here from all over. They come in from Virginia and um, South Carolina, Georgia. They, they, they come to New Bern. It's a, it's a destination um, tourist spot. They come in here and they make the decision to live here. And they buy houses. They ask me for who's the realtor they need to talk to. Yeah. And then they come back a couple of weeks later and they say, hey, Pete, we moved to New Bern because of you, because of 99. It happens a lot. Wow. Yeah, it is really cool. We need to get you hooked up with the Chamber of Commerce or something. To, that's that's phenomenal. I mean, it, to have that kind of impact just over uh, a love of beer. Well, it's the, the community, too. We really are a community. People talk to each other. You know, we don't have any TVs. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we put a lot of effort into making the best beer that we can possibly make. We, we don't just sit on these recipes and do we critique them and we do our sensory analysis and really strive to make a great beer. As far as your personal taste, what 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 kind of style what style of beer? Here they are. Here's my <laughs> They're all here. Yeah. Well, we make them cuz we like to drink them and not because we think somebody wants to buy them. We make them for us. Just turns and out I somebody really, does want to buy them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite of everything you make? Do, do these rotate or do these kind of the, the standard no, ones you we, have? We um, have a, a Gruet right here, the Gruet. It's a beer made without hops. For thousands of years, beer has been, people have been drinking beer. They only started using hops a, a couple hundred years ago. So for thousands of years, beers have been Gruets. So this is actually an ancient recipe that we um, have put together by studying our history books. And um, in this beer, the Gruet, is where we put special ingredients. Or we grow um, lemongrass, so sometimes it's lemongrass and jalapeno. We have uh, some, uh, the Nelson Blueberry Farm people come over here and they bring us blueberries. So there's a, there's the, we're about to make the blueberry Gruet. Wow. Um, this one right here, the Love Potion, we did with, with uh, Blood Orange. And uh, so that's the beer that changes the most. The other ones, we don't really mess with too much, um, but we do. Uh, this is the seasonal, the Maybach. Okay. We that's a German lager brewed for to drink in May, 
and uh, this one is actually barrel, we barrel age it too. So they're, they're aged in Maker's Mark or uh, Jim Beam barrels. Wow. So that, 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 that's about to change to a Belgian wit. So that's the seasonal thing. Right. And then um, the Gruet is the other one, other one that changes a little bit. I see there's a hard seltzer too. A lot, yep, a lot of people yep. love those uh, hard seltzers these that, days. Yeah, that I have to give credit to Danielle, the assistant brewer. She really wanted to, to do the seltzer. And uh, we gave we gave her free reign, and um, I think we're we're we've brewed about five batches of it, and it's it's really popular, and it's taken off. It's off. Come see us. I think I think you'll like it here. We're 16 and a half feet above sea level. It's like we're on top of a mountain. We have a nice cool breeze all the time, <laughs> and uh, you make some new friends if you want. I want to say thank you so much to Pete and everyone out at Brewery 99 for having us out to tell a little bit about their story. It's really a unique story, a cool little spot in historic downtown Newburn. There's so much history, so much beauty across that city. But if you're down there, definitely pay them a visit. And as Pete said, sometimes people come from out of town, really like what's going on in the city, and then move to Newburn. So it's a great place to be and the spot at Brewery 99 on a gorgeous day out on their back uh, patio, their back courtyard, on a picnic table or up at the bar, talking to the taproom heroes, as Pete calls them. It's really a great place to be. And, of course, some great beverages as well. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the People and Places podcast. Our Bruda U Tour continues on the next episode. We're headed down US 70 a little bit more to the Crystal Coast, Carteret County, North Carolina, and to historic Beaufort to talk to the folks at the Fishtown Brewhouse, another cool little spot that's just opened up in the last few years. We'll learn more about it on the next episode of the People and Places podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm Ken Watlington.